Welcome to No Ad, No Problem, a podcast devoted to college tennis and growing the game. Check us out on Twitter at JTweetsTennis and Instagram at No Ad, No Problem. I'm your host, John. Let's serve it up. Hey, everyone. Joining me on today's show is Jonah Braswell. Jonah recently completed his freshman season at the University of Florida, where he reached number 48 in the ITA singles rankings. After Florida head coach Brian Shelton announced he would be leaving the program in June, Jonah entered the transfer portal and just announced he'll be joining his older brother, Micah, at the University of Texas this fall. Jonah, thanks for coming on the show and congrats on your recent decision. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we dive into the recent transfer decision, I want to get a little bit more about your background. You were born into a, I would say, tennis family. Your dad, Ty, played tennis collegiately at Florida State. He then coached there for a few years, and he has since served as the director of tennis at Laurel Oak Country Club in Sarasota, Florida. Was he your primary coach growing up and throughout juniors? Uh, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, he was my primary coach. He taught um, me and my two brothers, uh, basically, like since we were super young, like since we could walk. Basically, uh, we've always just been practicing with my dad. And uh, and yeah, he coached me um, primarily up until I was like 14, 15, until I uh, decided to go to IMG Academy, um, which is which was already close to where I live. Um, but yeah, that's that's my background. Yeah, that makes sense. It always helps when you have uh, a dad who is so well-informed about tennis. I am curious, though, what prompted the decision to decide to go to IMG to take your tennis to the next level? You know, I think for me, it had been something that uh, we had been thinking about for a long time. And um, it's pre- it's pretty close to uh, to where I live. And, you know, um, there's no better place to, where you can find great players, you know, great facilities, uh, great coaches, great everything. So, um so yeah, I think me being able to practice with uh, uh, top level top level professional players uh, was also great for me. And uh, and yeah. So I have to imagine that growing up, given that your dad was your coach, you have two other brothers, that those practices got pretty intense, particularly with you and Micah, who are closer in age. But I also read that you have not beaten Micah in a match or in practice. Does that still hold true? It does, which which is crazy when you think about it because of how many times we've played and how much we've practiced together growing up. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's true. Um, I mean, I think it just really raises the level against me every, every single time. Um, yeah, I haven't won a match or and haven't even won a set. So, um, so yeah, he just got – he has this uh, this mental edge over me where he just uh, – he just – he can win every single time. <laughs> yeah, I guess you bring out his best. I thought maybe – returning from injury you might say hey micah why don't we go you know play a set he's dealt with some injuries maybe you could get him on um on the return back but no that's pretty impressive for for him but you'll now get a lot more chances uh now that you're joining him at texas so i have to imagine that that day is coming soon uh although don't tell micah uh i mean i hope so i hope so (laughs) yeah i i think it will so You had a really successful junior tennis career. One of the highlights there was winning the 16s Orange Bowl in 2020. Uh, That was your junior year. And so during that time, Micah was a freshman at Texas. 
What was important for you when you were a junior looking at schools? What were some of the decision criteria that you were looking at and evaluating for where you wanted to take your tennis to the next level? Um, yeah, I think for me, you know, uh, I had struggled with some injuries um, prior to the Orange Bowl that year. And um, I hadn't really been playing the way I wanted to for a while. But I think after um, after I was able to do so well in the Orange Bowl, I think my my tennis kind of took off a little bit again after that. And um, and yeah, I think for me, I just I want to play professional tennis. You know, that's my goal. And um, and yeah, so I just wanted to try and find uh, the best program to, to help me to do that. And um, also uh, I place um, I'm really in academics as well. So um, so, yeah. So when you look at that, those two criteria, right? Okay, I want to play pro tennis and I want a school that I can still really get a, a really solid degree that will serve me well, maybe after I'm done with the pro career. What was it about Florida that you felt was the best combination of both of those factors, more so than maybe other schools that you were looking at uh, when you were still in uh, junior tennis? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think at, at the time, um, Brian and Tanner were recruiting me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, the, the coaches, I also really cared about, um, the coaches when I was, uh, making a decision on school. And, um, I just thought, I thought they were the best coaches to me. Um, you know, Brian is just, he was a, he was a professional player. Uh, he's got so much knowledge and he's just an amazing guy. And, uh, Tanner is just, uh, he's a great guy as well. And he's a great recruiter. Um, and yeah, I think Florida, um, I'm a business major and Florida also has a decent business program. So, um, and yeah, and they were just the best in the country at the time. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, you, I think, committed about a few weeks after they won their first men's NCAA team title. So you were certainly looking to join what was a program that had been steadily building to the top of college tennis and had proven that they could develop uh, pro caliber players, whether that was with you know Sam Riffis and then Ben Shelton, but that was the type of caliber that they were working with. Was it painful for your dad to see you go to Florida as a former FSU player and coach? Um, surprisingly not, actually. I think my dad was actually kind of pushing for it because um, uh, I had known Brian uh, for a very long time because uh, when I was younger, I used to play doubles with Ben a lot. And um, we used to play a lot of the same tournaments. So I was around them a lot. And so was my dad. And I think over the years, we had built just such a great relationship and Ever since I was I was really really young, like in the twelves, like Brian said, he wanted me to come play for him. Um, so um, yeah, it was just my dad was actually really really pushing for it, uh, just because of how much uh, he loved the school and um, and loved the coaches, despite uh, him going to FSU. So yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like your dad and Brian had a good relationship as well. You know, not just from raising two sons who play tennis together, but I'm sure just being both in the tennis. Uh, world so closely, they probably had developed a friendship outside of your and Ben's relationship. They did. Yeah. So speaking of Ben, uh, you had committed in June 2021. This was just, as I mentioned, on the heels of the Gators winning their first NCAA team title. That was when Ben started to really take off with his playing career. That summer, he goes on to win Kalamazoo. He wins All-Americans, ultimately wins the NCAAs in 2022. In, in the 14-month stretch between when you committed to Florida and then when you stepped on campus in Gainesville in August, did it cross your mind at all that Brian Shelton might leave eventually to coach Ben? 
Um, you know, to be honest, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too sure. Um, yeah, you know, it definitely crossed my mind. You know, personally, I thought it would come eventually. Um, but yeah, um, I did think it would come eventually. Uh, I just wasn't really sure quite when, but I was just super excited because I knew I was going to at least be, be able to work with him for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think, and regardless, I was just excited to be able to, cause I knew I was going to be able to work with him. And, um, I also knew that even when Ben turned pro, he was also going to be, um, still training in, uh, in Gainesville most of the time when he, when he wasn't on the road. So, um, so yeah, just for my one year at Florida, just being able to, to work with Brian and also train with Ben a lot was just, uh, it was a great experience. Yeah. I mean, that alone sounds like you mentioned a really great experience and you had a really successful freshman campaign. You really burst onto the scene in the fall, uh, announcing your arrival at all Americans where you win eight matches in a row. As I mentioned at the start, you ultimately crack the top 50 in the ITA singles ranking and you end up kind of slotting in at the number three position for the majority of the dual match season. You have a winning record there, 14 and nine. What ultimately kind of met your expectations or exceeded your expectations about your time at Florida? And what were maybe some things that were different than you expected? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think for me, um, when I first got into school, I wasn't really sure where I would be in the lineup. I, I just was a little unsure. You know, I think, um, uh, yeah, I just wasn't too sure. But then when I got to, um, after I had such a great run at All-American, um, I think I got a lot of confidence from that, just being able to win so many matches and knowing I could play with, with some of those top college guys. So I think after that, I think my mindset changed and I thought that I definitely could play top three in the lineup. So, um, so yeah, I had a good rest of the fall and then, um, had some, had some bumps along the way, uh, along the way in the, um, in the dual match season. But, um, you know, that, that's just how it goes sometimes. And I think, um, for things that, um, that I didn't think would happen. I think, um, hmm. you know, I think, uh, I was just so close with, with the team at Florida and, um, closer than I ever thought that we, we could be, you know, I think we just spent almost every moment with each other, um, during the whole year. So, um, I knew, I thought that we'd be close, but, um, I didn't think we'd be that close. Yeah. It's, it was an interesting group of guys on the team because in 2021 and 2022, you had a very veteran-laced squad. And in 2022, there was complete turnover, right, going into your freshman season. Do you think that was more of a bonding experience where you had a lot of freshmen this past season, you had some transfers come in, uh, and you only had maybe a few returners? Did that, do you think, created a more special bond and able to get a lot closer during the season? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, my roommates, I was roommates with, uh, with two freshmen and yeah, I think, you know, we were all so different, but also so similar in terms of like pers personalities, you know, and I think there were some certain guys on the team that really brought, uh, brought us closer together. And, um, and yeah, it was, um, it was just such a great year and I, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you had such a good experience your freshman year at Florida. I'm sure these last few months have been quite the whirlwind for you. You mentioned that it was kind of in the back of your mind, maybe that Brian Shelton would eventually leave uh, to coach Ben. That announcement comes on June 2nd. Coach Shelton announces that he is stepping down from the program and he'll be joining Ben full time on tour. I'm curious when and how you found out that uh, coach Shelton would be moving on. 
Um, yeah, so you, I was I was surprised, and I think the guys were too. Um, he actually announced this, announced it to us. Um, we all had a Zoom meeting. Uh, the whole team did, and it was with all the staff as well. And uh, and yeah, he um, he did it with a lot of class. You know, he um, uh, he told us before he told anyone else before they announced it publicly, which was nice. And uh, and yeah, you know, I was surprised and disappointed. But um, you know, I'm also really happy for him because um, I know that's that's what he wants to do. So yeah, I, I can imagine as someone who's known him for a while, stepping outside of yourself in the situation, one can understand that this is a special moment for for those two. But I'm sure, selfishly, uh, certainly disappointed. What was running through your mind when you heard the news, knowing that you know Coach Shelton was such a big reason for choosing Florida? Were you immediately thinking about the transfer portal or kind of what was running through your mind at that at that moment? Uh yeah, you know, I think at the time I was just a little bit unsure mm-hmm. of, of what to do. You know, I was I was changing my mind a lot. I was talking to to the team a lot. I also had some conversations with my brother at the beginning about the possibility of me maybe joining him. Um and yeah, it was um it was just com- confusing time, basically, because um yeah, I just I didn't know who was going to get the job. So, um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of com- conflicting thoughts. Yeah. So when you're in that waiting period, almost right where you know this coach that you've worked with and holds a special place for you is is stepping down, but you're unsure kind of who's going to fill those shoes. Are you waiting to see kind of who the coach is before making this decision to enter the transfer portal? How are you weighing that? Uh, yeah, um, I thought even before that they announced the coach, I was already uh, heavily considering, uh, entering the portal just to consider my options. You know, I wasn't even planning on leaving yet, but, um, but yeah, I was just, con- just wanted to consider my options, you know, um, also the re- the rest of the team, I wasn't positive what was going to happen with the rest of the team either. So, um, so yeah, I, I did plan on entering the portal regardless of, of who got the job just to consider my options. Yeah. I equate this to taking a job interview. It's like, why not see what those options are? How much are these guys getting paid? What are the other opportunities out there? Um, I'm sure it's a similar sentiment when you're thinking about entering the transfer portal. Like it's going to be a different Florida team. Why not at least understand what the options are outside of that? Even if you don't end up transferring, right? At least you have been able to say, Hey, no, I made this decision to either stay at Florida or or transfer. So that makes sense to me if I put it myself in in your shoes. But um, a few weeks later, after Coach Shelton announced that he was stepping down, they do land on a new head coach replacement. It's Adam Steinberg, the former Pepperdine and most recently Michigan coach. Um, how was that news shared with you? And what was your reaction when they landed on Coach Steinberg? Um, yeah, you know, it was, um, he did it, we did it in a similar, a similar way to how, when, um, Brian announced he was leaving, we all had a, we all had a zoom call, um, before it was publicly announced. So that was nice knowing. And yeah, I mean, I was really happy, you know, Adam is an amazing coach. He's done so many great things. You know, he's won national championships, conference championships at a, at a few different, at a few different places. So, um, yeah, I was, I was happy. Um, I was still a little bit unsure of what I was going to do because, um, you know, I was having conversations with my brother and, uh, and he, he wanted me to, to join them obviously. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was really happy and, 
I knew that regardless if I left or stayed, I knew that they that they got something great and that uh, he would do great things for the Gators going forward. Yeah. So when you decide to enter the portal, I feel like this is like a portal into the unknown world a little bit. <laughs> There's so many like veiled uh, kind of a black box in some ways. So I'm curious when you did enter, you mentioned these conversations you were having with Micah was Texas, your number one, did other schools have a chance? What was your mindset when you first entered? Yeah, you. I think when I first entered, it was just down to a very, very select few, maybe okay. a select couple, select okay. couple actually. But I think, I think I kind of always knew that I, I was either going to stay at Florida, I was either going to stay at Florida or join my brother at Texas. Okay. Um, and yeah, so Bruce, Bruce called me right away when I entered the portal, and we, we, we got to talking, and uh, and yeah, I decided to um to visit uh, a few weeks later, and then uh, then I made the decision. So taking yourself out of this equation, I am curious because I mentioned the portal being a little bit of a black box. Once you enter the portal. At that point, it's fair game. Coaches can reach out to you. You can reach out to other coaches. I'm sure you had a lot of inbound inquiries, given that your uh, list was fairly small, it sounds like. Were there things that coaches did in reaching out to you that impressed you or maybe had you second-guessing yourself? I'm mainly curious if there are coaches listening to this, what are ways that they can put their best foot forward that you know, maybe you didn't ultimately go through with that school, but you maybe gave the school a second look. Yeah. You know, you know, I think for me, like right as I entered the portal, I just got a ton of emails and yeah, and texts. And it's a little bit different for me uh, because if I, let's say if I just become like, if it was my, the summer of my junior year and um, it would have been a little bit different because I would have been open to exploring a lot more other places. But, but for me, it was already a little bit different because I had already in my head, uh, already in my head knew it was just going to be a very, very select few. Yeah. Um, so it was a little, it was a little bit different. And, um, so yeah, I didn't have too many talks with, with other schools or anything. I maybe had, I only had a couple and, yeah. uh, inclu- including Texas. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think for me, um, when schools recruited me back in the day during like the summer of my, of my junior year, um, I think, um, I always like the coaches who seem to care about me as a person, hmm. um, and not just, uh, the tennis side. So, um, so yeah. What's an example of a coach demonstrating to you that they care about you as a person and not just how good you are on the court? Um, you know, I think, um, I think just asking a lot of questions, asking a lot of questions and just, and just really getting um to know that person um personally and not just outside the tennis court you know yeah that makes sense getting to know about you your interests your family who you are as a person outside of just tennis so it sounds like you pretty quickly narrowed it down you were probably either going to stay at florida maybe go to texas maybe there were one or two other schools in the mix but when you weighed that calculus between do i stay at florida do i go to texas um, what were the factors that you considered and what ultimately was the reason that you decided to transfer to Texas? You know, uh, it was definitely a decision I did not take lightly for sure. Um, it was a very, very, probably the hardest decision of my, of my entire life. Um, yeah. So I just was going deep into just making pros and cons lists and asking tons of people for advice, friends, family, um, 
and yeah, you know, I think what what sold it for me was just my brother. I think that I think that was it. You know, I think coaches at at both schools were great, but um, you know, it was tough for me to just turn down playing on such a great team next year with my brother. And also, uh, I gotten to know the Texas team already through uh, through my brother, and um, I just really love them as well. So, um, I really uh, I couldn't be any more excited. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. It's going to be a special year. Micah will be a, he's a rising senior. You'll be a rising sophomore. He has had made d- deep runs in the NCAA tournament. If you guys were, if Texas was already a you know top tier title contender, this certainly puts you potentially over that hump. Uh, so it should be a really special year for for you and the, and the rest of the Texas team. And I have to imagine, as you mentioned, getting to know them over the years through Micah has you know made that transition uh, will make that transition much easier. In some of the outreach that you got from the coaches, how many coaches I would I guess offered you NIL packages to make up for scholarship money in their initial outreach? Um, to, to be honest, not that many, I usually okay. just got like a, a quick text message, message just saying like, Hey, like I'm from this university. Maybe we could, uh, get in touch sometime. Um, they usually didn't mention like the NIL stuff like right yeah. away. Um, I don't really know all the rules and everything and how that worked, but, um, but yeah, you know, I think when I started to have, um, more conversations with Bruce and one, uh, once they started to realize that it's definitely a a viable option. That's when we started to talk more about it. Got it. And so is that something that you will be taking advantage of at Texas? Uh, Yes, it is. Yes. And I, um, I'm very, very grateful. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's exciting. I think it's great for college tennis. I think there's so many more avenues now for coaches to get creative about, you know, bringing players onto the team and also bringing players more opportunities i think nil in particular sets up players for success particularly those that do want to go play pro if you can also earn additional money while in college and if you're smart with saving that will help those summer months uh be that much easier when you do make the transition so that's awesome news to hear yeah for sure you know i think it's great that that colleges are able to do that these days especially with how expensive playing pro tennis is you know i think it's something that can help players a lot yeah, well, you're on your own in tennis, right? Once you're outside of the college world, I mean, you're funding all those trips yourself. It's unlike a lot of these other sports where they're part of a team and a traveling team who's paying for for coaches and all of that. So um, it's really great if people can take advantage of that. You mentioned you ultimately did a visit there. I have to ask, this is very inside baseball, but was that when you took the photo shoot in the Texas gear and kind of um, prepared all of that for social media? It is. Yep. That's, that's where I did the photo shoot. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just a fun thing that you, that we, um, most people do on visits these days. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And can we expect to see you and Micah on the doubles court or will that be too much Braswell on one court together? Yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope <laughs> so. We're, uh, we're planning to play, uh, doubles together in some futures this summer. Um, and yeah, we we want to play together uh, in college too. So, so yeah, look out for us. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. So you mentioned playing more this summer. Uh, classes start fairly quickly at Texas. You know, six weeks out right now. When do you plan on arriving on campus, and what does the rest of your summer look like? Um, I'm actually I'm not too sure when I'm going to be arriving on 
on campus, I haven't even, there's still a lot of things I have left to do to even just, um, to get into school in terms of like applying and stuff like that, because it was such a, I, I pretty much just decided like a few days ago. So, um, so yeah. And, um, in terms of, uh, what I'm doing the rest of summer, um, just playing tournaments, you know, I'm going to a future, um, next week and I'm playing two after that. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about this next year, uh, playing at Texas, are you someone who writes down personal goals? Uh, how are you thinking about what success will look like for you personally in your second year in college, but then also for what you can contribute to this Texas team? Um, yeah, I am someone who loves to write down goals. Um, you know, I think for me, I want to be the one of the best players uh, in the country this coming next year. And then um, in terms of team goals, you know, I think we want to we want to win it all. We we want to win a championship, and um, and I, I think we can. I think we have. Um, I think we have the level. Um, and yeah, just I just want to be the best teammate I can be, um, and just contribute as much as I can. And um, I can't wait. Well, uh, before I let you go, is there anything that you wish people would know about the transfer process that maybe they don't know today, either? other players who might be considering entering into the portal over the next year, or maybe even coaches in terms of how they could better interact with players once they get into the portal, any piece of advice you have? Uh, Yeah. You know, I think advice for players, I think they should just do what's best for them, you know, but um, definitely don't take the decision lightly. It's a, it's a very big decision. So make sure you know what you're doing and what you're getting into. And um and and yeah, uh, in terms of for coaches, I think um, just uh, just reaching out to them. I, I don't I don't really know. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, there I guess the coaches are on their own. Uh, they can figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I I transferred as well in undergrad. And for me, one of the things that made me feel so at peace with my decision, which which was I knew exactly what I wanted out of my transfer experience. I knew for me, I wanted to transfer to an undergraduate business program. For you, you've been very clear about what this opportunity presents to you in terms of playing with Micah in this this next year and then ultimately continuing to lead that Texas program. And I think if you're really clear about what you want out of the transfer process, then you make the best decision you can with that information. And so it sounds like you've done that. So um, I'm really excited for you in this next transition into the Texas program. I mentioned at the top, you're probably already a title favorite. So this is going to be an exciting year for you. And I'm wishing you, Micah, and the whole Texas team a lot of luck in the 2024 season. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I appreciate what you do for, for college tennis. So um, thank you for having me. 